0: source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to ATP. James here, joined by Ryan and the return of the podfather himself. Alex is back to join us for the show following Everton's 1-1 draw with Manchester United at Old Trafford. The result gives Everton their most points from the first seven games of a Premier League campaign since 2004-2005, which was when Everton reached their highest position in the Premier League table of fourth place. So bodes well for this remainder of the season and a great start to Rafa Benitez's reign.
0: I am really excited to be back. It has been a, uh, a challenging year for myself personally, but it's going well. Um, I appreciate the invite back on specifically for this uh, for this post match. I feel it's pretty fitting and exciting. That stat, most points from first seven games since 04 and 05 is actually nuts to me. <laughs> That's sad, really. I mean, it is sad, but it's nuts too if you really think about it. Because we've had some very solid seasons since. And uh, it doesn't feel I mean, obviously, our our start in the first seven games has been very good. But, you know, based on our one point seven million spent in the transfer window and uh, expectations based on our new manager, you could say it's uh, it's pretty impressive.
2: Not to be a Debbie Downer, but we did lose against QPR in the cup. So I'm just stop, Ryan. (laughs) We won't tolerate. I mean, last year we won our first seven matches, period. So I'm just I'm just pointing that out for compare to be objective. Debbie Downer. Wow. Wow. Anyway, we have a bunch of instant reactions, Alex. You want to hit the first one from our main man, Jaden Sherman? Yes. So Jaden Sherman
0: missed at Mr. Shermanator 8 said, hard fought draw came into the day thinking we were going to get slaughtered and left thinking we could have actually won. I'm loving the heart effort and fight this team shows. Ducore or Townsend man of the match for me? Tons of good performances to be fair. And honestly, I I pretty much agree with Jaden. I have to agree. I think Gray has a shout, though,
2: at Man of the Match. I think it's I think it's very amusing that uh, in the order we selected that I'm reading off my sergeant in arms, Rafa Benithas at (laughs) Abel South Hall, spirit or moxie, as you yank say, by the way, Benitez did talk about spirit. After the matches interview, we got spirit. <laughs> oh yes, God. Just I, I, I mean, that one just, Oh know it was like a flashback or something, you know? Uh, anyway, he continues. Uh, we move the ball vertically very well, which made us a threat. Extremely disciplined performance. Very few clear chances given up credit. Benitez executed well by the players. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I think a draw was still deserved. I, I think maybe some people are slightly overblowing the fact that we should have had three points. But there's nothing wrong with going up there and taking one points, especially when, I mean, look, we had most of our defenders healthy, you know, with the exception of Seamus Coleman, what was suffered is the attack. So to score a goal the way we did create some chances, uh, pretty much as many as them, I thought was a good news story. Yeah, take the point.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, we had AM at Amory Howe point out on Twitter, Everton have gained seven points from trailing positions this season. No side has picked up more. What had been an obvious weakness of Everton sides in years past has suddenly reversed course, done a U turn, and become a strength. I think that's another really important talking point from this match. But you're right. I, I mean, the lack of possession is one thing, but we thought we were creating dangerous chances for throughout, you know, interspersed throughout the match and was, uh, were pretty dangerous and, uh, pretty happy with the 1 1 draw. I would have snapped your hand off for a point at the start of the match when I woke up at 6 30 a.m. And, uh, it's hard to, despite, Maybe having some chances to take all three. Not going to get too down on that. Now,
2: God bless of, the West Coast Offies, by the way.
1: Oh, God bless. Four thirty a.m. Troopers, but we did have six correct score predictions from our Discord server. We had Keith B. Eighteen, Everton Fury Nineteen, Chicago Joe, Better Layton, Never Sick Nellers, and Clayson all predict the one, one draw. So, uh, some good foresight from the discord server. If you're not on the discord, you should definitely join it. Invite.gg ATP is how you get on.
0: So let's talk about the lineup. We only had one change from the starting lineup, uh, compared to the match against Norwich city, which was Gordon had a start on the left instead of a Woby. That was very exciting to see. I think everyone saw probably on Twitter. Um, shout out Patty Boyland, with the uh, new Gordon face scan on FIFA 2020 or 2022. (laughs) That was a, that was a funny moment. Sorry. I had to plug that in there. So hopefully Patty, you're
2: listening. Like a blockhead, Um, you know, I mean, (laughs) it looks, I mean, it looks so nothing. It was almost as bad as remember the Elan last year where suddenly he looked like Yul Brynner basically. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, we had a couple
0: notable players on the bench, Jean-Philippe, Bameen makes the bench. That one might be a little bit controversial this week, but nonetheless may be exciting to see. Uh, and then we had two young guys, Charlie Whitaker and Lewis Dobbin. Um, those are also exciting to see. We know we've had issues with bringing up young players through uh, the academy and more specifically getting them any sort of minutes. So although we had quite a few players out, that was a, a positive in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the injuries continue to pile up. We're missing Awobi, who supposedly picked up some, I guess, undefined injury. Still missing Coleman, still missing Richarlison, Fabian Delph, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Andre Gomez. So a lengthy injury list, a depleted squad, and I think that left most Evertonians going into the match, especially when you saw the Manchester United lineup drop, and uh, maybe not who was in their starting lineup, but just the the embarrassment of riches that they have on the bench, at least in uh, value, perceived value alone
2: the The attitude of the Man U supporters. Oh, we're thin today. We're not going to be as good playing <laughs> these guys. I'm like, Joe, kidding me? How much? I mean, how much money did you pay for the squad? You got to be kidding. Uh, so you can anticipate, no matter who they plug in there. Ole has been going with the four two three one but it did have a different feel. Pogba and Ronaldo drop out. Now, Maguire's out. That's a big difference because Lindelof is, is a different player. Uh, so is Veron in many ways. So, uh, you know, R- Rondon, I mean, they should be very thankful Dominic Calvert-Lewin didn't play today because that would have been a tougher matchup even for them. Uh, Luke Shaw, we thought he was questionable. He made it into the team. Uh, Fred McTominay were going to be the pivot. Uh, we assumed Cavani was up top, as he usually is, and he wasn't, and he was. Uh, and Martial had a big opportunity To play on the left side, and Bruno, of course, is going to be roaming around and diving and flopping and kicking people, and you know, doing his usually thing. Um, And and it's important to know too. United did play midweek and beat Villarreal, uh, although Villarreal played quite good against them. So, and they're not really on a run right now. I mean, prior to that, Villa beat them. Uh, West Ham knocked them out of the cup. Uh, but I, I think the big story here is watching them and seeing some of the subs come out. Really, it's it's the three-man midfield that they have, especially with the double pivot, and how that kind of matched up against Rafael Benitez's four-four-two when we're defending uh, or four-four-one-one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the way Rafael Benitez has tried to counter being outnumbered in midfield is playing a more compact four-four-two, and you know at times it worked. Um, but it was pretty extreme. I thought in times we were almost, I mean, just incredibly horizontally compact, still saw some issues. I think in the first half with kind of the spacing that James and I have talked about a lot in terms of Elon getting really aggressive, uh, decory was filling in for him and sometimes you saw the center half step up, but they still, you know, the challenge there is Cavani has great movement and Bruno has great movement too. And, and you were afraid that they were going to get in between the lines a lot and they look dangerous at times, but, you know it's very interesting you know most of our counters left side you know Gordon was a little more vertical than Townsend was um but what was fascinating is how often they attacked from wide spaces and although they they got deep into into our final third a lot they didn't quite generate as much as maybe they were expecting I thought but they did have some chances in the first half I don't know where you guys take were but I mean I thought they were dangerous but felt like they should have had we'll get into the timeline in a second but I mean, it was remarkable how much they almost ignored the center of the pitch, especially in the second half.
1: Yeah, I thought that it was was obviously a a hugely uh, disproportionate possession game, 70% for United to kind
2: of expected that, though, right? I mean, yeah,
1: and actually, this is interesting because it's kind of the first match where you really kind of test Rafa's thesis of like the philosophy of play where we have conceded a lot of possession to frankly very average sides this season and been clinical on the counter but then you're going against a, a more dangerous side on paper and Manchester United does that philosophy carry over it obviously worked pretty well today I'd have to say but you're right Ryan United were able to dominate the ball they were very often deep in our third and we were kind of backs to the wall defending but they just sort of cycled it around the back, even if it was sort of in threatening areas. They never actually were able to get it into a goal scoring area uh, on a regular basis in a way that really made me super nervous.
2: And they had some chances too. I just felt like they didn't do as efficient job as I thought they could. We'll get in the timeline in a second. Like I said, uh, they—I mean, you can't argue. I mean, sixty-two percent of their shots happened in the eighteen yard box. They had a couple inside the six. They had some chances. Uh, lots of ours were in the 18 too, though we had chances as well. Um, But I mean, look, you know, left side they attacked 40% time, time down the left, 39% down the right, only 20% in the middle. That's got to be the lowest percentage attacking down the middle against us of anyone this year, and maybe will be because I just think that's where we're vulnerable. And I think their intent was to attack down the wide spaces to either then switch play and attack down the middle or find yep. those square balls and find Bruno. And but they just didn't quite pull it off. We went 44% down the left side, which makes sense because Townsend was sitting back and Godfrey is more of a defensive um, right back. Um, But getting into the timeline, I I think they looked more dangerous in, say, the first 10, 15 minutes deploying those tactics, I thought. I mean, I don't know how you guys felt, but the first 10, 15, I I was nervous because I thought they kind of had us figured out. I thought Ole's plan of attack was probably the right one kind of what I expected and, and it made it hard for us for sure yeah I think
1: especially kicking it off old Trafford's pretty raucous atmosphere and United looked like they were kind of champing at the bit to to score the first goal and they were switching play a lot as you said Ryan we were kind of tending to overload one side defensively which left us really exposed to that right, switch way of play. over though I mean yes. like I mean
2: we've been overloading in possession but this was pretty extreme I thought
1: yeah, I mean, you had Townsend at times going all the way over to the yeah. to the left side to like create mismatches or double teams, um, and, and they were certainly focusing on the left, but they were switching a lot, finding space. Fred and McTominay were obviously trying to get in behind, uh, get behind Rondon and Gray. And then Allen and DeCore constantly trying to find that balance of like getting aggressive and while maintaining their defensive discipline. And it left yeah. us exposed and they were able to create a couple good chances early. And part of it's
2: a center path interaction too. like at one point Keen was just yelling at a because there was a player behind them. So what do you do? Do you step up into that space or do you not? And it's hard. I mean, if you're going to step up in the space, all four have to step up. You know what I mean? Sometimes even Damari Gray was dropping deeper almost to make it like a four five one, but it really wasn't that until later. Um, I'll say this, though. I mean, they kind of had a big cross and a huge chance in the sixth minute, which, I mean, that was the one where they banged that thing in. I mean, this game totally changes. I could not help but think Anthony Martial, it's not really his strong suit. Does Cristiano Ronaldo, if he starts on the left side, bury that? 100%. Ronaldo buries
0: that. I expected Martial to bury that. To be honest, I think he should have. <laughs>
2: should have um, done
0: better. He should have done better. But, you know, I think... I, and I think this started to be somewhat of a pattern. And I feel that he probably shouldn't have gotten such an easy head on the ball had Godfrey been positioned a little bit better further yeah. off to the
2: right. Yeah. If you
0: look and based on, and correct me if I'm wrong, but based on the replay, I see Cavani bombing into the box. Mina was there, he had him 100%. You saw Martial rushing in and Townsend was trying to catch up. And to be honest, Townsend was pretty much almost there although he did get you know dominated at the very end i think um you know and and to begin to play immediately anyway awb kind of he he rinsed lucas Dean, yeah. to be fair yeah that's so so based me. on so so based on based on that alone you know it made me feel kind of uncomfortable to start the match off um with both flanks looking a little shaky in the 6th minute where a the cross and then b uh, a shot that you feel Martial probably should have finished
2: yeah, and then, of course, right after that, you had the lovely Bruno ridiculous tackle on Ben Godfrey. No yellow, of course. Uh, it's too early. It's too yeah. early.
1: Opposition players, we can't give out yellow cards in the first, like, half an hour. It's just not allowed. That, it, was, PG a it that was, was a terrible tackle. It was horrible. I mean,
2: terrible tackle. And uh, it's not they, the first really bad tackle early on in games we've seen. Oh, that he has, has second, gone unpunished. Yeah, he has second. That's actually a really good point. I feel like that's happened to us several times. He had a bad tackle later. How he avoided... Not getting a card, I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean Alex to your point too. There was another play where kind of you know it came back out from the corner and Greenwood, you know, Bruno sends it back into the mixer. And you know, you we're struggling a little bit with the set piece defense again as well. Greenwood had fired across across the six, uh, you know, kind of when it came back out. That was dangerous too. There was a similar type play where we were just exposed and you thought, oh man, these guys are all over us. But the tide did kind of start to turn. We saw a little sign of it. Rondon kind of had that counter where he was just a little slow on it. You know, it was amazing ball by Dean and Gordon showing some heart to jump in there for the header. And turns out Rondon was off anyway, but you're like, dude, shoot the ball or do something. You know what I mean? Right. But that, that was a hit though. And then, you know, we had that other sequence where we we drew two fouls. We looked good. You know, we suddenly had life, but then they kind of sucked it back against us. And there was a massive chance by Manchester United in the twenty.
1: Yeah. And the 20th Pickford is forced into an excellent save. Um, Although you could argue who's perhaps a little bit out of position to begin with Uh, and keen loses Cavani. You know, we can talk about Edison Cavani's movement all day. I I mean, he's, he's for, you know, when he originally went to interest United, I kind of laughed, but the guy still has it. He may not have all his Physical attributes that he possessed at his best, but his his football IQ and his movement is just unbelievable. And he was giving Keane absolute fits for hey, a. El
2: Diablo made the deal with the devil. That's why. <laughs> I mean, he's thirty-four years old, man. I mean, it really does show, though. I mean, if you're a cerebral and a smart player, man, you can play in even a top league for a long, long time. And he's really important for them. They don't have another guy like that, or at least Ronaldo is not feeling that way. Either can he do better with that header? I mean, he had enough juice on it. A uh, pick did do pretty well. He might have been a little over to the left, but I mean, that's another one where you're like, oh God, is this how it's going to be? But I, I still think one of the strangest things that happened in this match, maybe the strangest incident in in kind of a, an up and down match, was you know the whole kind of fight battle thing that happened the 27th. I think that helped us for some strange reason. I don't you're know just- what you guys thought. Yeah, it was interesting, right? It's like the, the composition of this team is a little different than it's been in past years. Like you just, you add a couple players to the mix and now they all kind of get together and And we definitely have some guys that will stir the pot a bit.
1: Yeah, and that was certainly the case in the 27th minute. We had a little bit of a coming together. Uh, Scott McTominay kind of shoulders Anthony Gordon. That's all
2: right with that one, right? That wasn't Sure, that's just hard
1: play. But then Dean gets clipped late. McTominay tries to pull Dean up. DeCorey like flips out which he, the guy's pretty he's everywhere but he's also pretty cool cool customer for the most part so um he kind of flips out and then like it's almost it's not benches clearing but all the players sort of get together and start to scuffle and it it was a it was kind of a bizarre escalation uh mina comes in it's like going right for mctominay mina is like our enforcer slash i don't know ballerina dancer
0: guy for the squad <laughs> it's awesome
2: I, I can relate to the center half enforcer thing, but I don't know about the ballerina thing.
0: Yeah, I'm right going to be honest. I I think we were missing one player in this scuffle and that would have been uh, Mason Holgan. I don't think he would have had any of that. And he surely would have taken the first opportunity to go shove some people, right? And, and well, James Coleman hook? coming in,
2: calling him oh, hard man. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> We would have loved to see that.
2: Yeah, there's a mix in there that could be a real problem for some other people, for sure. We just need to play all defenders. We've done it before. But yeah, this one kind of, Decore really got mad. Uh, That's the maddest I think I've ever seen him. And Cavani kind of pulling, I I think Cavani is the one that was pulling Mina back, and that just set Decore off. And Alon wouldn't let it go either. I mean, he's in there, you know, the terrier he is going after McTominay. It just went on forever. And look, Manchester United is a frustrating team to play against. And it's not just that they have possession. They're good players. They have some guys that are slick. They'll flop. They'll dive. Um, many of them. But I feel like this really kickstarted us. I mean, we had a great chance in the 30th minute with kind of the dummy and that got all the way through to Townsend. who It would have been a tough finish. He had a guy in front of him. But the second you saw that, it's like, man, we're fired up and ready to go. And we had a couple of good chances right after that as well. Tamari Gray
0: drove straight through the middle with, his absolute fire pace that we've seen numerous times got a pretty good shot off. Of, I'm gonna be honest, right outside the 18 yard box, down to the left. Um, dan made a pretty good save, but that was another indication very quickly
2: that we were there and we were ready to play, and we shouldn't be underestimated, especially on the counter. And they were feeling it too. I mean, I I, I found it hilarious though that Michael Oliver decided to give Greenwood the yellow, stopping the counter. Was that a Gordon or whoever it was? I think it was it found Anthony Gordon. I mean. That's the yellow you're gonna have. I mean, they had done that like two or three times already. That were probably more gratuitous fouls, and that's the yellow you get. I mean, but anyway, I was feeling pretty good, and I just felt like you know, the next big moment for Manchester United to put them up one nil in the 42nd minute. I just felt like that was very much against the run of play.
1: It did feel like we were building a lot of momentum at that point, and and though we weren't obviously ahead, if you just hate to see those goals conceded just before half that sort of siphon away any momentum that you have. And that's exactly what we saw. We saw Allen get caught out. We know that that's kind of a recurring theme with Decore and Allen, the judgment, and then the ability to recover though. They can cover a lot of ground teams are able to exploit that space, which they did. Um, They were way over on one side and Martial has tons of space. It's a good ball over the top. He receives it. And, and buries it in the back of the net. And we're down 1-0, I think, at that point, very undeservedly. I was very encouraged by our play until we conceded. It's
2: an interesting debate, though. We were having off the air, uh, at least, you know, Alex and, you know, who's really kind of at fault there. We were playing so compact, you kind of expected a line to get out of sorts a couple of times. And Townsend came in there and made a play on Bruno, I think, and just kind of whiffed. Yeah. So you're stuck in a 2v2 two two there. You know, Mina looks like he could probably contain Bruno a bit. But the real question is, is that on Ben Godfrey? Is he too tight? Did he lose Martial? Did he make a bad decision to try and come over and cover for Mina? Was he not self-aware? Is he just not used to playing right back? I don't know what you guys thought. I mean, he's definitely shared some of the blame on this one. I feel like it was the exact same scenario,
0: in my opinion, the exact same scenario um, based on the cross into Martial in the sixth minute. If you look, Mina and Godfrey are both extremely central. But by the time the ball gets past the Martial, they are shoulder to shoulder in front of goal. Like he's not even on the edge of the six yard box. So to slide over so late, in my opinion, I feel like he could have had it covered. And I know the deflection was was the big problem for Pickford. But but nonetheless, I have to say and, you know, I have to say that I think it's Godfrey's mistake there.
1: And the deflection is so unlucky because it does look like Pickford is in the right position and reads the shot really well and is in position to make the save. And look, I, you can point fingers all you want. Fact remains that we're down one nil. It's halftime, and despite that, I still felt very confident. And we talked about the stat at the top of the show. We've come back from losing positions quite a few times so far this season, and I still felt like we were, you know, getting the better of them and that they were totally. A, we were totally able to break them down and continue to do so. It might take a couple tactical tweaks, but uh, we get into the second half and no super notable changes from Rafa at halftime or really from Ole either.
2: Yeah, it saw a couple tweaks, maybe. Uh, the one thing that we did notice was the defensive mid switching positions. That was strange. We hadn't seen that yet. It's not really a change in shape, but you know, if Decory had drifted left, he stayed left, and Alan filled in for him. And I think it enabled those guys to kind of be more aggressive and probably maintain their fitness throughout the match a little bit, too. You know, constantly snapping back into position can be tiring. I thought the center halves were a little more aggressive, but I think maybe it was more it's hard to tell sometimes the tactics. You know, my guess was they were directly responding to the people in front of them. So, I mean, they were reacting if Bruno was there. You know, they kind of came out on him and that's hard to keep in sync. But I, I thought we looked okay. um, Manchester United. I still think though there are gaps to exploit, and at one point I thought, "Oh man, we're going to get clobbered." But Manchester United just kind of got less and less organized as they went. I mean, it was really strange. At one point, Cavani was defending on top of his own box, and I'm thinking, "How is that helping you? You don't need to do that. You've got seventy percent possession at this point. You, you need someone to stretch us vertically, uh, and someone to keep the center halves honest." and And I thought then I thought the reaction to that, I thought their subs were a little early and I didn't quite understand them. Um, That was very strange to me, kind of their sequence of subs and and why they I I don't know what Oli was looking at that made him think we needed to change rather than just a different approach. Because the subs were Marshall went off who, okay, maybe he wasn't doing it a whole lot at that point. But, you know, Jaden Sancho comes in for him. He's more of a wide threat. He's going to play with his toes more on the line. He's going to try and drop deeper and attack with some pace. And maybe that's designed to stretch us out a little bit. I get that. But the Cavani subbing off for Ronaldo, I thought was a terrible decision and didn't work at all. Now, I, I maybe he was just following instruction, but they lost the tip of the spear. I felt like it was so important for them, the way they were playing, to keep at least that person up top. And when Ronaldo is coming, he's kind of played on the left often with Cavani still in there. And Cavani shouldn't have been tired. I mean, he came in in like the 70th minute fifth minute against Villarreal so I I thought that helped us tremendously I mean how many times did you see even when Sancho occasionally beats beat Godfrey or got wide there was no one making a near post run I thought this helped us so much there were suddenly massive gaps no one went to the near post no one's direct and uh I, I mean yes their ball movement at times was really interesting their interplay was was interesting and they're very adaptable, but I also felt like they were clueless and they, they didn't, they, they like lost their focus of attack. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do you guys know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And, and look, Ryan, I mean, you bring on Cristiano Ronaldo, the game, the, the crowd immediately like came alive. And the announcers wait, 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 were wait, wait. Like,
2: hold, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo plays for Manchester United now. What he
1: does, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I didn't notice that. I was listening to the whole game, they never mentioned it. I know the announcers 100, didn't talk times. about
1: it, they didn't mention they weren't just like drooling over him and waiting for every chance he touched the ball so that they could like wait for him to score, hopefully. And they were totally unbiased. And you know, there definitely isn't this weird narrative that is like obsessed with Cristiano Ronaldo being a success. It no, has returned no. to the theater of dreams, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I wish people could have Ryan. seen
2: the video of your facial expression. <laughs> <just now. laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, but but no, but I mean, you saw it like we I felt like they started even right after that. We almost broke them once. You know what I mean? And I thought that like it was a little bit of kind of premonition, like, wait a second. I, we may have a shot to kind of I was not hopeful up to that point. And then when they made the subs, I, I was like, wait a second here. Those guys might be open, susceptible and bam, we nailed him. I mean, I, I was I was surprised. I don't know how you felt. You seemed to sound more confident than I was. I'm kind of curious what Alex take was, but I mean, this goal, I I thought it, it probably didn't totally come out of nowhere, but man, this is as pumped up I've been after a goal in a long time because I was just, it was like, wow, game on like this, like we can beat these guys now. You know, initially I was like, God, it's never going to happen for us. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're doing okay, you know, but it's never going to happen. This, I mean, I was just I almost lost my mind when this happened. I think I terrified the rest of my my uh, household. It
0: was beyond exciting. I, I was I was literally screaming uh, when we scored. And to be honest, it was perfectly executed. Right, United had a terrible corner. Allen flicks it. out. Terrible
2: corner, it. by the <laughs> way.
0: Yeah. Allen heads uh, flicks it and heads it out towards Gray. Um, by the way, this is my honestly my favorite part of the whole sequence. Gray is running down the sideline and he absolutely bodies Fred. I mean, he treated him like an actual child, okay? (laughs) And then he takes off. And and again, that's that hashtag verticality we love throwing around here nowadays. That's right. Um, But he takes off. He does really well to feed Ducoré, And I'm going to be honest, in terms of skill, in terms of execution, I think Ducoré does the best on this play. With the way that he cuts back, um, he sends Shaw to God knows where, probably where he really should be, which is elsewhere. The dumpster. Um, yeah, exactly. I was going right? to say a
2: fast food restaurant but okay. <laughs> for an
0: extra jog, but uh nonetheless, and then slides up for Townsend. And honestly, Townsend's finish in the bottom left corner. But more notably, the fact that De Gea was just standing there looking like an absolute gump, it really just rounds it out. And I can't complain.
1: And he throws his arms up and he's like, uh, blaming everyone. it was just perfect counterattacking football. And what's so crucial about those sorts of plays is, Exactly what Gray does is you beat one or two guys when they're already they put everyone forward for the corner, and so they're so yep, like disjointed trying to scramble back and defend. Gray beats the man,
2: but he even's going forward. I mean that's the key. You know, he's not not prancing around like he beats him going forward. He had two hits, two collisions.
1: You know what I mean? Incredibly direct, incredibly direct. And as you said, Alex, I agree. cut cutback to put Townsend in about the easiest goal you might score all season. And we know he can score some difficult ones. And then the shoe celebration to the away fans, just thumbing his nose at Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course, after he said it was purely out of respect, which sure, whatever you say, (laughs) I interpreted it as thumbing his nose and I loved every second of it. Maybe he needs to practice it a little bit more as he said in his post match interview, but it was just a glorious moment in, in, as you said, Ryan, maybe there wasn't a whole lot brewing up until that point, but this showed that we could expose United and take advantage of maybe their over-aggressiveness as the fact that they were willing to bring on two offensive subs up one nil
2: to try to extend the lead, we punished them and made them pay. What's amazing is where DeCorey started on that play, by the way. I mean, he literally starts it around the, the penalty area, like, oh, like right by the spot. He was actually behind Anthony Gordon when that breakout happened. And you just <laughs> see him going like, you know, like I, I, it was just unbelievable to watch it go. It it, it was like force Gump, basically it just like took off, you know, it was a remarkable run. And then I, another very, str- I understand the sub Pogba and for Fred, right? Because you don't need two defensive mids pivot guys, but I felt like this didn't help their shape a whole lot either. Pogba seems like he wants to take the ball. And I understand that makes them a little more vertical in terms of their passing, but I don't think it, it still didn't help them. You know, he still was withdrawn and sat back. If anything, he almost forced Bruno to be more predictable and move him over to the right. And Ronaldo's movement was all over the place. And I don't think it was dangerous as a result. So, again, without the tip of the spear, without that Cavani or someone in there that's a true number nine, no one making that near post run. I mean, and at that point, you know, you could tell Benitez was like, we're going to pack it in a little bit more. Decory and Alon got deeper. And they kept trying to attack wide, but suddenly we took away that square ball into the half space. So now there's less space between the lines. You know what I mean? We're letting them play wide almost to a certain extent. We're not overly compact, but we're compact enough. And then bringing Tom Davies, I thought, was a fantastic sub, um, which he just got right. I mean, Gordon was exhausted from tracking back like a maniac, and God knows he has wheels. Second Davies went in there, turned us into a four-five-one. I thought we were a little disorganized, but I mean, those are... Those are just massive numbers. You know, that's hard. If you're going to defend in on a low block, that's a lot of numbers to have in there. And with Rondon, as kind of your release valve. Even if it wasn't perfectly orchestrated, it was effective for sure. Yeah, I think the Davies sub
1: was a really smart move from Rafa. Look, we it's pragmatic. We have the points in hand at that point or a point in hand. You want to try to shut down whatever United's firepower. They're going to throw at you. You pack the bodies in midfield. And like you said, Ryan, I mean, I think the shape left a lot to be desired at certain points, but just by sheer numbers and overwhelming United in midfield, cutting certain passes out, forcing them to go wide and as ineffective as they were going wide. We, uh, we were able to kind of stymie anything legitimate that they were trying to create. That said, they were able to create a couple more half chances. I mean, Ronaldo in the 74th, uh, we kind of let him free and uh, keen drops too deep. Ronaldo gets a chance in the 75th. Decore picks up a yellow, I thought that's just a terrible call. Again, Michael Oliver needs, it's a horrible call, and DeCore is prone for picking up kind of smart yellows, I think, a lot of the time, um, besides the one where he's like pulling his shirt off and celebrating goals, uh, tactical fouls. But he gets the ball, and the announcers completely misrepresent the play and say that he didn't even try to get the ball. It's just classic Everton, anti-Everton bias, which we're so accustomed to seeing.
2: Speaking of ridiculous, can we talk about Bruno Fernandes uh, going down with a massive head injury that was actually just the ball hitting his head? Can we <laughs> talk about that one right after it? Uh, classic. I know Pogba looked pretty dangerous there with one, with a curler that would have been an absolute worldly. It would have been nice to close down on him. But I mean, the chances of making that are pretty slim. Yes, I know Pickford doesn't do well with high balls from outside the box. But, you know, I mean, Pogba's got that in his bag sometimes. Yeah. Um, but again they still looked all over the place so even though we weren't super organized like i said we still kind of were seeing it out i mean pogba missed a header off a corner that was a semi chance i mean we didn't look amazing against set pieces but you know our personnel helps us in that way um and then there was the big moment that everyone wants to talk about uh decore draws a corner a lot of people don't realize it was a Decore shot that did that um kind of got headed out and then we corner came back in it got headed back out godfrey got it about the top of the 18, showed great composure, I thought, by turning, scanning, looking, sending it to Davies wide open on the right. And did you notice why he was so wide open? Because God's gift of football himself, Ronaldo, had already started sprinting down the other side for one of his land trademark you know, long sprints because he's fast. And that was great, but that was <laughs> a big mistake. I mean, that was a huge opportunity. And both center halves there went directly at Gottfried and gave Davies the side. They were just... And part of that's they're not playing together that much. Lindelof and Varane. So, all right. Davies got the ball. He's wide open. He starts running towards the Gia. He probably got to about the 10, maybe the eight slips it over to Mina knocks it in. Now Mina scores. Did you think it was a good goal? The second it went in, did you go crazy?
1: I lost it. I lost my mind. I was running around my living room. (laughs) I was jumping up and down. Anyway, we know what happened next, but yes, I was so excited because it was really not against the run of play, but to come back, having been down one nil thought we scored Mina hits the dance. He's jiving. He's doing all those moves. And then we see the replay and uh
2: goal gets ruled out. Buzz Alex, kill. did you think it was offsides initially? Or did you freak out too? No, I freaked out as well. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I was just, I was just like, this is what we've been
0: waiting for. You know, it's just like, that was Everton. We deserve it. And it had to be the villain himself, King Gerald Mina. And of course, the dance, it was
2: uh, pretty fierce. Am I showing my age here? Because I thought there's no chance that that would have counted. I just, the second I thought, I was like, oh, he's probably awesome. Is that like me just turning into like an Everton, like, da or something, you think? Don't shake your head Yeah, cares? a yeah, little bit. <laughs> On. That's just, no, <laughs> no, I, no, I just, I, seriously, I just thought he was awesome. I was like, there's no way. Like there's no, I don't think it was disbelief because it was Everton. I just, I mean, is there any more unrealistic scenario And Tom Davies bringing one down, showing his playmaking wizardry for a streaking Yeri Mina off the back post to (laughs) tap one in in the dance in front of the. I mean, I just to me maybe that was it. Maybe it's just that or disbelief. Put it that way. I'm like, no chance, this is happening. Uh, But the real question is, is that the right decision by Tom Davies or not? I mean, I was thinking shoot, but I I don't I don't know how I feel. I kind of keep going back and forth. Me personally, Tom Davies gets the ball, and I think
0: I feel. Or I expect him to go for the Townsend finish, take your white right foot and <laughs> and slash it into the bottom left corner. But then my feeling changed, and I was like, "Oh, what a pass! That was fantastic." Mina taps it in. I mean, you're feeling elated. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I I think that uh, I had both feelings, and you know, I was impressed by the pass. To be fair, what about you, James? Yeah,
1: yeah look, when I when he first received it, I'm like, okay, he's he's there's. He's so alone Crack that it. I'm like, okay, just just hit it, Tom. Like, this is your moment. You've been waiting <laughs> for an opportunity like this to come your way for so long. A player who's been music queuing problems. on in the background, like, exactly. Like my heart will go on, you know. Like the, the <laughs> coming that was on, the one you came. Uh, yeah, like the Titanic. The <sighs> near far, and then he just runs off and he's like <laughs> at his yeah. Anyway, we had some uh, debate on our Twitter. We asked whether it was a mistake to to pass it or not. We had our friend of the show, Christian Polanco from the Cooligans. He said, keeper had a good angle on the possible shot. It would have taken a confident strike to score that. And Davies is rarely ever in an opportunity even to take a shot. I'm good with the pass. I think the responsibility is on Mina to stay on side there, which I think is a fair enough point. I think Mina, you know, the guy who puts him offside is in his line of sight. So you think he may be able to time that a little bit.
2: Better, he stumbled, but, though. I said this yeah. before. I almost feel like that was a bad break. Um, if he doesn't stumble, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Mina is there. The problem is if he hesitates for a second, I don't know if he's there. So it's tough. That's a really hard thing to do. And he's a center half and he's very Mina. So, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. got to cut him a little bit of break. Uh, I thought Barry at the, at Orlando Toffee love Barry had a lot of fun with Barry in Orlando. Um, yeah. I expect Tom to realize Mina is off. Makes me worry that he didn't have the confidence to take the shot. A big error, probably a little harsh. But it was definitely an error. Wonder what the XG and a shot would have been. I'm curious myself. I'll bet you it's no higher than 0. 0.25 or something. Um, I, although, I mean, when he released it, I mean, he almost is walking in. So maybe I'm wrong. I I am surprised he didn't he didn't take it. Um, yeah, that's
0: I, that's I think naturally you just expect I, it.
2: Like I you know, I know. You saw it. You're like, oh, here it is. Yeah. I mean, again, I was not queuing up Titanic music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, and then K Taylor Flat at K Taylor Flat. Um, it was not the correct decision, but it's not a big error because it comes from a player who clearly doesn't have a lot of confidence right now. In that case, being unselfish makes some sense because Mina, if he stays on, is indeed in an even better position to score. Um, I, I just Um, I struggle with trying to make some sort of implication or observation about someone's mental condition by his decisions on the field. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I feel like I've gone out of my realm of psychological expertise when i do this that's Um, fair
1: safe to uh, say though ryan tom davies probably a little low on confidence at the moment we don't know for sure but given you know the lack of consistency in the side and that sort of thing and and certainly goal scoring is not his strength so maybe not accustomed to being in that position and ready to let it rip
0: you see, I was going to, I was going to cite Manchester city in 2016 as uh, the rebuttal, go. but then I realized it was Manchester city in uh checks watch 2016. So <laughs> I, I redacted that thought, but I had to share it because that was, you know, that was just running through my mind. I'm like, I'm going to get him here.
2: I saw him. him, uh, I know. I. I saw him had a pretty slick finish against Leicester a couple years ago in the Cup too. I mean, he's got a little bit of that. He's got some unpredictability in his bag though. So, um, but it does probably take some vision to make that pass too. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I don't know if it's the mentality is it. It's more composure or anything. I don't know. It's a tough call, right? But, but anyway, after that, I mean, they looked a little bit dangerous, but nothing crazy. I mean, other than watching Mina just get Ronaldo completely in his head and just like tapping him and shoving him and getting him mad. And then, you know, Pogba with the body slam on Mina, which apparently that's not a yellow card. Uh, I understand we're letting things go a little bit here, but, you know, that was like WWE style. I think that was definition of it was some sort of suplex, uh, but I could be wrong. But anyway, um, look, I think at the end of the game, it was a 1-1 tie was a fair result. That was kind of my my opinion. Um, you know, and and so we can go to Brian J. Henry at Brian James Henry before match. I was hoping for a one one draw for me. The draw feels even better knowing how close we came to winning despite big injuries. I feel like Tom Davies did the right thing. I think we are all sympathetic to Tom Davies. You know, that's a tough sure. call and it's a t- and it was a big opportunity. I, I don't think he blew it. I think he just made a decision. One one draw fair, fair result for you guys.
1: Totally. I would have taken it at the start. I would have taken a nail, nil draw. I would have taken the point away at Old Trafford where we yeah. basically never win and uh, we got it. So it's really hard to complain and really our, our most substantial test of the season so far. I think we borderline past it, maybe not with flying colors, but certainly showed that we can show up and compete away against quote unquote, big six sides.
2: One thing that I thought was really interesting was that when you looked at the subs bench, you thought, wow, that's the difference between a big club that has spent a lot that even with a couple injuries, they're, they're fine. It's not a big deal. They have tremendous depth and we have a couple injuries and like, especially at the same positions and we're in trouble. But as it turns out, I thought the subs and and the tactical changes and the substitutions themselves had a bigger impact, a more positive impact for Everton. And that was just my opinion. That's the way I looked at it. And at Craig Mack, it makes a, it's kind of a funny point here. And, Kind of along that lines. It's Rafa definitely outmanaged OGS, and Everton clearly had the best chance to win the game. Gray and Townsend are proper Everton. That's lovely, but I don't know what you guys thought. I, I, I just felt like Oli made some mistakes, and I don't know if his days are numbered. I keep saying this, you know. I and I can't help but look how talented that team is and think, would a better manager get more out of them? I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I think Rafa got one over on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if Ronaldo doesn't score in the 94th minute on Wednesday night, then that might have been a, you know, that that question might not even be aired currently because he very well could have been sacked for being knocked out of the Champions League once again, right? Um, furthermore, as you said, I, I think the United changes were lackluster at best. Ronaldo's, clear his role clearly didn't necessarily fit, especially with how compact we were in the middle. And I think Tom Davies on our end, right, coming in, um, not only did it help keep the midfield compact, but mind you, it's an extra set of legs for those wingers that are getting really tired from yeah. tracking back all match. And it's an extra set of legs for Allen and Ducora who have been shuffling side to side and front to back for the entire match as well. So so just, just yeah. providing the extra coverage on space and the fresh legs is important.
2: It allowed us to stay aggressive too. I mean, you put that extra guy in midfield and now... Alon and Davies both felt they could spring after people and they'd have cover behind them. And that's important for them because Alon is, is decent positionally. I mean, we've talked about how he gets a little anxious sometimes and Davies is not. Um, But I felt like that was necessary, you know, and that's the thing about Rafa that we talked about in the, in the preseason assessment, you know, he he'll sit back and play a low block, but he's, he's defending space. You know, he's trying to dominate space. So when you get in that space, we will attack we pressure a lot. We just don't pressure high. Um, And sometimes you could argue it's not the most attractive football, but it was no less attractive than some of the stuff that they were doing uh, today. Um, There were some good player performances, I thought, for us, for sure. Um, I can't say too many people played poorly, uh, but there were a couple standouts.
1: Yeah, I think we have to start with the uh, catalyst of all of our mischief himself, Yuri Mina, the king, King Yerald, two tackles and interception. Five clearances, 82.6% passing, four for six and long balls, won a couple aerials, but just the calm and the structure that he's able to bring to our back line, um, the confidence that I think he he brings forth in Allen and Decore to maybe make some take some risks, even if they don't always pay off and in some cases backfire is so critical. It's, it's really great to see him finally get the recognition he deserves as our best center half, and he's been rock solid so far this season. No complaints. And I thought he was superb today.
0: On top of all the stats, too, let's not forget, he seemed to really get in their heads, especially towards the end yeah. of the match. Uh, so that was one of the intangibles that I think um, Yuri Mina, if not, should be known for, especially by uh, casual fans. But then it brings us to uh, the main man, Ducore. He had two shots, two key passes. Who's was running up and down the pitch relentlessly, 80% passing, which is pretty decent, never, never dispossessed only one bad touch, but he was one for one on through balls. And naturally he got the assist on the goal, which I have to say again, was a very good cutback. And he did very well to find Townsend. And I did not mention this before, but the weight of the pass and the direction of the pass made it happen as well.
2: He also made the right decision because it looked like gray was streaking, but might've been off sides. That's that's actually True. a good point. Uh, and that that leads to Demari Gray. I mean, I thought Damari Gray was outstanding, too. I mean, two key passes, three for four and dribbles. And he just, you know, he's he's operating in more of a free role. I mean, let's be honest. Um, He had a little more defense, I think, today that he was kind of playing a little deeper at times. But he's the catalyst. You know, he's got the legs. If all these other guys are out, he's the guy. And Rafa doesn't want people carrying the ball too much. But transitioning through the middle, you know, he he can once you get to a point, he's got to have people to break people down and beat him off the dribble. And he was doing that today. And look, I mean, he knocked Fred over basically. And if you're going to do that, it's not like McTominay can run with them, you know. So he was a problem for them in those key moments. And he played vertically. And that's so important for him. When he's dwelling on the ball, he is not as effective, you know, and and he was playing fast, direct, and he just gets it. I mean, it's been an absolute godsend this year. Yeah, I think on on Gray, I thought he was
1: fantastic today. I thought he was maybe the most effective player on the pitch, at least attacking. And Ryan, you know, we, we've talked a lot on the show about how he does tend to maybe dwell on the ball a lot. Today, he had the ball at his feet a lot, but I wouldn't say he was dwelling on it often. He was always trying to kind of do something with it, even if he was it was just driving it forward. And his ability to kind of release under pressure was, I think, really on show today. The... Counter attack is a great example, but there were a few other really nice passes where he drew men out, oftentimes a double team and slipped the ball through and kept us going forward. So he deserves a lot of credit for everything he's done this season. And today was awesome.
2: It's worth noting that if his issue is dwelling on the ball a little bit and getting his head down too often, sometimes, you know, we talked earlier in this year about him knowing to cross it right to the six, right. Kind of taking that decision-making out of him. Well, as Rafa goes along here, when there's more, a little more orchestration into some of these counters, or they're just getting used to each other in rhythm. You know, you don't need to look every time as much as well. That's only going to play to him. So it sounds strange to say he might even be getting better. Um, that's the interesting part about it. I don't think anyone on the defensive side played played badly. I mean, there was one time where Godfrey got, you know, destroyed. There was another time that Dean got destroyed, but in between, I thought both of them did a pretty good job of neutralizing the attack on the wide area. I mean, sure, they got into some dangerous positions, but they didn't get around us too often. Um, Godfrey, in particular, was four for five in tackles. He's had some up and down games, I think. Right back's not necessarily his best role if we're attacking. But in this setup, where his primary job is to defend, uh, other than the mistake on the goal and some of his positioning, which I think is hard to hold against him because this is his natural position. But, I mean, he was effective today at times, led the team in aerials with three, clearances with six. I just thought he played a pretty good match. And I think it would have been, it's maybe a little overshadowed by what people perceive to be a major positioning issue. And it's all, it's not always just one person, you know, in some of these things. Um, But anyway, I I just thought he was worth mentioning because his performance might've been slightly underrated and it's hard to hold someone accountable if they're not used to it. I thought Luca Dean was outstanding though, too, as usual, his demise again has been
1: premature. Yeah. Luca Dean again, rock solid. Uh, The rinse in the early stages had me a little worried because And of course, gave the announcers the opportunity to bring up the Aston Villa match where he got beat a couple of times, but three for four in tackles, four clearances, was never dispossessed, no bad touches. So just super, super careful with the ball, but making things happen because he had two key passes, didn't really take a ton of free kicks. Passing was decent, had the most touches in the team. Again, uh, only two for six in long balls, which isn't terrible, but one for six in crosses. So I wouldn't say he was the best of our defenders, but Rock solid for the most part, maybe could use a little bit more from him uh, in possession, but still love him and deserve a France call
2: up as well. I think it's very interesting too, in the past when we've looked at the long ball stats, you know, where, I mean, Mason Holgate's the one that we've always picked on, just giving the ball away. You didn't see that too much today. I don't think Pickford's distribution was amazing necessarily, but it wasn't terrible or anything. It just kind of turned out that way. But go through the long balls here. Godfrey was two of five, but he had six clearances. So some of those count as clearances. Mina was four for six. And Mina took care of the ball so well. I mean, he is good with the ball. Five clearances there, too. So, I mean, that's almost perfect. Keane was four for nine. But he had six clearances. But we know he's decent on the ball and we just went through Dean. I mean, that's not us just hoofing it up for no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you got to release the pressure. And I think that's important. You know what I mean? We're not giving them the ball unnecessarily. We're getting it out when it's needed. Uh, I thought it was also very interesting how many times they cross the ball. Again, crossing is not the the mainstay of the Rafa attack, despite some people's opinions. But it was almost two to one. I mean, for the most part, we kept them in wide spaces. A couple of them were dangerous. You can't argue about the chance created in the sixth. You can't argue about the header that Cavani had in the 20th. But, you know, 28 crosses to 15. I mean, how many of those crosses were that dangerous? There were a lot of corners, right? I mean, there was 10 to one in corners. So, I mean, I can't dismiss that. You know, that, that does matter. But, I mean, I never, I mean... I don't know. I just never thought that their direct attack from the wide space was ever going to get us. I thought it was going to be more of a short attack to the mid and a Bruno long shot or something, but it never really happened. And and to force them out there to just start firing balls in the middle, which I felt like they did kind of do a bit, was a win for us, I thought. Yeah, it really prevented them from, from
1: getting a ton of great chances. I mean, that Pogba curler did make my heart skip a beat. I was a little bit nervous on that. It was that, decently but, well struck. I mean, it was, know, the guy's yeah. got some skill. He shaped it well. Um, but anyway, I mean, we actually... After the after the goal, we outshot and you 10 to six. So, yeah,
2: really people don't realize it. that at that point we had scored. They're like, wow, that was kind of against the run of play. Not really. I mean, the shots were 10 to six at that point. And their goal was certainly against the run of play. So even though it felt like at times that they were da- they were semi dangerous. I mean, how can you argue that 10 to six in shots? I mean, and that was in what the 70th or, or you know, 65th or something. At that point, you could tell we were going to play a little more conservative and and focus on, let's get a point for sure. If we can hit them back, it's all right, you know? I mean, that should lead you to think that maybe we get a little more out of this match than some of the pundits would say that we did. Um, Anyway, beyond that, let's get to man of the match. I'm kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are, but we have a lot of listener comments.
0: So Hope Kills at A American Toffee says, an inspiring performance across the board. Think Ducore gets it. though for just owning the whole pitch, the whole 90 minutes. What a player. I'm going to be honest. I share the same opinion. It's got to be Ducore.
1: We'll go uh, to the Robert Morrison at RS underscore Morrison next said, it's great for me. Massive effort to create the goal out of nothing. And his pace was incredible. Say what you will about the talent on this side, but the heart is there. They don't get down when they went behind. Credit to Rafa for that. Great result. I'm with I'm with Robert Morrison on this. I it's gray for me, man of the match. I just thought that contribution in that moment was so critical. And also just his his ability to be such a threat, consistent threat throughout his entire time on the pitch. And the fact that I honestly thought he was completely gassed at around the 55th. 60th minute and yet he still kept finding energy in the tank to bust out these ridiculous runs uh, into the Manchester United box so he deserves a lot of credit even though of course he was eventually substituted towards
2: the end. PDX Toffee at PDX Toffee outstanding effort from the players exclamation point played how we needed to considering the talent deficit and even had a chance to win it late. Gray and Townsend both excellent have to give it Townsend for the non-stop work rate All the way to the end, you know, we didn't mention him up front, but he had four shots, one shot on target. That one worked out pretty well.
1: He had the goal. We didn't. He had the goal.
2: Right, right. Uh, Two key passes. He had one nice play, too. I felt like it was in almost around the 70th where kind of had someone on his back and he turned it to a strong foot. Didn't come too far from it. Uh, He definitely had his moments, you know, and he took care of the ball. I, I think it almost feels like he didn't have as many touches as he did, but he did. I mean, he had 49 touches, right? I mean, he was almost the leader. Um, and, you know, I, I think it seemed like since he was playing deeper, he was playing so defensively that he wasn't effective, but it's that late arriving, arriving guys sometimes, you know, that gets it. And and that's how he scored. But I mean, the guy had a tackle three interceptions, a clearance. I mean, he's gotta be in the consideration for it for sure. Um, and we have Liz L at E left 11, who needs Sancho, Ronaldo and Pogba when you have Tom Davies on your bench? Love it. Yes. In all seriousness, <laughs> a great team performance. And with all the injuries, we were a Mina sized foot away from stealing it. Maybe not man of the match, but I think Keane deserves a shout out for a very solid outing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think all the defense did their part. Um, do I have to pick someone? Is you do, Ryan. Alex went on to the Gray. record. I'm Thomas Gray. went with Gray. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. Uh, just kind you of
0: yourself up for the Townsend, not going to lie.
2: No, I know I did. But no, I look, I mean, if for me, like DeCorey is the man of the match every single match. I just thought he was <laughs> all over the place. Um, he's such a difference maker for us. You know, knock on wood. He's the one guy that's almost irreplaceable at this time. And I really think, you know, I look forward. I, this actually a real benefit to JPG, by the way, because I think he's someone that can help spell those guys a little bit. He didn't have to play today that's probably pretty important for his recovery. Cause now he's going to go through international break. There's no stress on extra stress on his body. I mean, we need someone else in there because the Corey goes down, we're in trouble. That's someone that has the athleticism that can maybe do some of the things he can fill in. Um, you know, it was a team effort though. You know, everyone's kind of playing their part. It was good to see kind of the spirit <laughs> or the response after the goal. Uh, and it was kind of its own dramatic and exciting match. And, look I mean that that Manchester United team is is an easy team to not love I'll just put it that way so it was definitely nice to get one over on him and Townsend doing the Ronaldo was just absolutely the top that's just the pinnacle for me that was just absolutely (laughs) excellent Um, final words gentlemen I have just quickly one tweet that I think is a
1: really good encapsulation of where we're at so far and it's from Tom Long at T Long underscore 91 Said Everton ranked second lowest in ball possession with 41.2%. That's in the Premier League. But currently sit top five in XG league table with 10.52 XG and 6.58 expected goals against, puts them fourth lowest in the league. Clear indication on how effective Everton have been this season. Excellent start to the Benitez reign. Possession doesn't matter. It seems like it hasn't so far for Rafa Benitez's philosophy. And look, we're getting the results. And there was a lot of sort of negativity from Ryan and I at his appointment, but you can't argue with winning. And that's what Rafa seems to be doing, or at least picking up points where we need to. I was really thrilled. And Townsend and gray are worth 50 X their weight in gold. They've been so, so important to bring you some balance to, uh, this side. I don't and,
0: know if that uh,
2: math checks out, James. I just just Fred just, agrees, though. You know I mean? Fred agrees. All right, I'll go with it. Don't I'm do the saying. math, Ryan. When, <laughs> when Gray was
0: weighed one X his size, Fred was a child.
2: <laughs> this this anyway. happens when I get a kid and I'm going through math drills with him, obviously. Yeah. So sorry, apologies. But Alex, yeah, no, your, I mean, your we're, final thoughts.
0: Honestly, I think Tom made a good point. It's been pretty clear what the strategy has been this season, but it's been effective. And today's match was easily the best indication of that, right? Obviously, we're going to let United have the ball. Um, We played vertically. This is something I've been meaning to mention, but uh, I am really impressed with Gray on how quick he is on the turn. And I think he's a really key component um, for how effective we are vertically, hashtag vertically. Um, But nonetheless, exciting uh, performance and result for us. And perfect way to go an international break.
2: Well, look, it's not necessarily the way I would choose to play if I had my perfect <laughs> team. Um, Everton, da oh, Ryan. Rafa Everton. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me explain it. But Rafa makes sense to play this way is, is fine. You know, and I think we did a very good job with the low budget, bringing in enough players to kind of fill in in order to enable that to happen better and that's really important i mean even solomon rondon deserves a lot of credit for the the work he put in today even if the quality is not quite there yet Uh, it allowed us to continue to play in the same style like kudos to carlo for changing and trying to be a chameleon and everything and i get all that stuff but rafa said it very well um he said in the post game he said we don't have the players to keep the ball all the time Now it was a very quick comment it was not necessarily the most complimentary comment and that's something that he does sometimes but he's right He's right. And I think when you looked at the recruitment under Carlo, like bringing in Alon and James, and we talked about this in the past, those guys were excellent possession players, like truly elite possession players DeCorey's decent, but he's more good at winning the ball and holding on to it a little bit. Um, but the rest of the team wasn't necessarily that way. You know, I would like us to see play a little more high pressure, but look, it's a system and, and he's being consistent. He's being effective. Um, I don't like the whole 15, 20 years ago, his other comment in Spain, they were talking about it and the, you know, tiki-taka stuff. I, I, I hate that because we know Pep hates that, too. That's not the point. We're not trying to hold the ball just as a defensive mechanism. It's not like that. But his point is right. I mean, we're attacking with purpose. And I think a lot of Evertonians are liking the style of play. It's not as dull and as boring as some other people may think it it is. And maybe it would be for Real Madrid, but I mean, a lot of these other teams aren't doing that great either. So, uh, so, you know, maybe we found a a better identity. I I don't believe in a manager being the one to bring it to you, but I'm okay with it for now. And I mean, we're, we're being effective. Now we'll see how we go and how we progress and how we start playing against teams that want to bunker in on us and take us out. And some of the things that, that we're not comfortable with doing. And as they see Rafa and how he's playing, you know, people are going to develop more and different tactical approaches, but, uh, for now, we're in an excellent position, and this is a huge point for us.
1: Yep, and plenty of opportunity now to get our injured players back and return to as close to full strength as we possibly can be. Very happy with the result, and I think that's a great note to end on. Before I go into the end spiel, great to have Alex back on the show. Yes, sir. A blast recording. It was a lot of fun. Now, if you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. We really appreciate that, preferably five stars, but we'll leave that to your discretion. If you want to fo- uh, follow us on social media, all of the links are at linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. That's linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. You can find Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our YouTube channel, all of our podcast platform links, um, all that sort of good stuff. So check that out. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening as always. And until next time, up. The Toffees.